rappers here, niggas. Episode 80, let's go. You got it. We back. I play for the team my own. Milestone episode. Me. Come on, it's the classic. This is one of the top intro songs of any album right here. And I know we hate no R. Kelly, but come on, man. In the memory of all our fallen soldiers, uh-huh. we lost along the way. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Ghetto to ghetto, city to city, worldwide. Got y'all. Get you know what I mean? The sound right here represents strength. Strength in our people. Yeah. Understand it. Let's go. intros for albums there's no way you're not putting that in at least a top 10 category of intro songs of all time and look i know r kelly cancel we're not supposed to be listening to his music i get it but that record is undeniable it is so don't put me on the cancel list for starting the episode out with that but for some reason that 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 song was on my mind. I don't know why, but I definitely wanted to. I don't know. I just wanted. I wanted. I wanted to vibe out to that. Um, you got it. We back episode eighty milestone episode twenty episodes away from a buck, and I'm feeling good because we getting closer and closer. 
but I should be a lot further along than I am right now. But I keep trying to find this balance right now. And it definitely, you know what? I got to be honest. It got me stumped. It got me stumped. So I got to figure it out. I definitely got to figure it out. But, I, you know, I do feel like getting to episode 80 is a big deal. It's not a small. This is a big deal. Episode 80 is a big deal. When you're talking about 100 episodes and you're only 20 away, that's a big deal. But, you know, yeah, we back, though. For sure, we back. And we're going to try to get something out, man. I got some things I got to get done this week. I got hoop camp this weekend. I got some other stuff, you know, that I'm trying to get done. I'm trying to make sure I'm completely situated by the end of the month so I can go out of town. So I got a lot on my plate right now. Definitely got a lot on my plate. Not too much I can't handle, but, you know, definitely a lot on my plate. And I think I'm going to have to stop, I mean, start sleeping less. Not not that I get a lot of sleep anyway, but I got to start sleeping less, man. Uh, you know what I mean? Sometimes you just, you just got to go harder. That's all. Sometimes you just got to go harder than what you're going. So that that's that's it. Just gotta just sometimes go harder than what you're going. But um, yeah, man. Anyway, man. Nonetheless, though, we here. Uh, man, there's been a lot going on the last couple of days, man. But you know, the main thing that's been going on was that the whole Alabama boat incident. And I ain't really. I mean, yeah, it, it was exciting. It was good to see. Uh. You know, karma come back and hit those people very quickly for jumping on that man. And it was good to see, you know, us, you know, as black people sticking together and taking care of business. <clears throat> I will say this, though. That dude that swam, that 16-year-old that swam across from the boat and swam over there to get into the action. It, you know what? It feels good to be young. That's all I can say about that. It must feel good to be young because he not only swam across fully clothed, fully clothed, he then had to pull himself out the water with those heavy, wet clothes on. And then once he got out the water, he got to it. He was activated. It wasn't like he got out the water and was chilling. No, he got out the water and he got busy. Let's clap it up for him, man. We'll make it clap. We'll make it clap. They got a lot of names for him right now. Shaquille O'Gill or something like that. Yeah, man, he got a lot of names for this dude, man. They they just called him Namor from from, uh, Wakanda Forever. I mean, I give it up to that young man because you got to be in some crazy shape to do that. That's for sure. That is for sure. You know, the person with the chair, you know, they got the chairs going viral right now. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot, man. There's definitely a lot. So, it, uh, yeah, I really don't, I mean, I don't really want to stay on that too long because I feel like I don't want the, mo- I don't feel like the moment is over. It's definitely a viral moment. It's definitely something that, that was, you know, heavy, heavily talked about all day today. It's been all over social media. The memes are going crazy. Black Twitter going crazy. Um, but ultimately, 
You know what I mean? They jumped that black man. They jumped at the security guard for no reason. And had there not been other people there to help him, that could have turned out really bad. So, you know, I'm, I don't condone violence in no way, shape, or form. But I do condone, you know, sometimes, you know what I mean? Sometimes a little retribution. So, and that, that appeared to be what, you know, what happened. Uh, yeah, man. And that, that's, this is kind of where we at, man, with the boat incident. So, um, that's kind of, yeah, that, yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out to everybody that, you know what I mean? That, that held it down for that, for that security guard. Shout out to everybody that stepped in and stepped up. And of course, you know, when situations like that happen, you never know how people are going to act. Uh, are they going to help out? What's the reactions going to be? You know what I mean? Because, you know, half the time when you go into a situation like that, you don't really know the full story. So you kind of helping on good faith. And, you know, had I been around there, I probably would have done the same thing. I probably would have jumped in. I wasn't going to sit there and let that dude get jumped on like that. That ain't right. So shout out to everybody that, you know what I mean, that that jumped in and, and got it popping. For sure, for sure. Uh, but especially shout out to the man that swam across, you know, swam across from the boat. That's a soldier right there. Matter of fact, he's a legend. You know, he can do no wrong in my eyes. He goes down as legend status for what he did. Of course, the whole thing with dude tossing the hat in the air, that was another moment right there. Yeah, there was a, I mean, there's a lot of viral moments from, from, that, uh, from that brawl, from that boat incident. A lot of viral moments. So... Um, but yeah, man, you know, let's kind of, let's kind of move on and see what else we got going on. I, and I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. We kind of going improv. We ain't really got no doc at all like that. Um, you know, I, you know, as I said, I've been kind of moving around a lot, so I really ain't been getting, you know, all the info I need to be getting to kind of drop when I need to drop, which also explains the inconsistencies in the drops. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, man. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, we got Tory Lanez was supposed to be sentenced today. And that was pretty much an all-day thing. He had court at 10.30 Pacific time. And that is what? 12, 1.30 Eastern Standard, I believe. Yeah. And apparently, you know, with the, with the judge reading all the letters, you know, from people for Tory, reading Meg's letter, he never got around to sentencing. He is due to be back in court again tomorrow at 10.30 Pacific Standard Time again. And I know it seemed like this Meg Tory thing been going on for a long time because it really has been. But the amount of time that they're trying to give Tory, which I've seen anywhere from 13 years to 22 years, is ridiculous. I got to be 100% honest. 13 years for an incident that all three of them appear to be lying about. Um, an incident that the only witness that was, you know, interviewed or, or that took the stand during the trial identified two women fighting and the first initial spark coming from one of the women. Also stating that the women were brawling, pulling hair. And then when you go see Kelsey's, you know, pictures from that night from the hospital, 
Her hair is all pulled, jacked up. She's got bruises all over her legs. Uh, 13 years for, you know, for that is very excessive. Now, his charges, we've already went over this. His charges are discharging the firearm. His charges aren't really technically shooting Meg like that. But at the end of the day, though, 13 years to 22 years for an incident in which all three of them were completely, I don't know. I'm not going to say they was lying, but come on. All three of them definitely stories were all over the place. Now, what I think is sufficient for Tory will be time served, house arrest after that, maybe community service. Uh, he does not have a history of violence. The whole night, I'm sure all three of them would like to apologize about. <laughs> but I just think that's excessive. Now, do I think he's going to get house arrest and time served? No, I don't. But I think that for somebody like him who's not a flight risk, uh, who is not, I mean, I don't know if he's an upstanding citizen, but regardless, not a flight risk, somebody that's very rich, I don't see him doing anything else. He's been in jail for a long time. This whole thing has been going on for a long time. Leniency from the judge, I think, would be appropriate here. I think would be appropriate. But that's probably not going to happen. So I'm probably thinking that he's going to get anywhere from two, maybe one to two, up to maybe four. I think anything over that is is definitely a little crazy. So, you know, one to four, uh, one to three, two to four, some of, you know, some to that extent. And, you know, for the most part, you only got to do the bottom number anyway. I think that's sufficient. If you start going into five to tens and five to eight, six to ten, I think that's a very excessive for this incident. Very, very excessive. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I just think that, you know, circumstantial evidence and, you know, all things considered, it just looks very fishy. And I just think that that's a lot of time for somebody that's very fishy. They just gave one of the accomplices to the George Floyd murder, what, 57 months? That's what? Uh, what is 57 months? 12 times 4, 48, uh, plus another 9. So four years. They just gave him four years or nine months for killing somebody. Well, for, for being an accomplice to a murder. You can't give Tory Lanez the same, more time than what he got. He was an accomplice to a murder. So essentially assisted in killing somebody. Tory Lanez didn't kill nobody, man. You can't give him as much time as that guy got. That just doesn't make any sense. But sometimes the judicial system does does uh, things that, you know, we all have questions about. So, you know, and, and, and you know, the whole thing is is appears to be about them having a misunderstanding with who Tory was messing with, whether it was, you know, Kelsey, Callie Jenner. And, it, and the whole thing comes back to like a communication thing. That's really what it came down. Like when you think about this whole situation, it is really a communication issue. Now, whether or not they was, he was exclusive with Meg or, you know, and, and when he might've been exclusive with Meg, did he, you know, jump out the window and start messing with Kelsey and, and try to embarrass Meg by messing with Callie, you know, in his face? I don't know. That's possible. 
But at the end of the day, it's a communication thing. And that brings me to a whole nother, you know, that, that brings me, let's transition to this whole other topic. Communication in relationships. There's nothing more important. Like there, there's literally nothing more important than communication and relationships. Being on the same page as your partner is essential. It is. You know, if if I want to see you and I voice my opinion to you that I want to see you and you like, okay, but I don't see you that day and then the next day comes and then you want to see me and I'm like, okay, but I don't see you. It's like we both want to see each other, but we can't get on the same page. You want to see me one day, I don't see you. Then the next day you want to see me and now it's like a tit for tat thing instead of just communicating that, listen, I want to see you. You want to see me. Let's make it happen. And it, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just a tit for tat thing. Communication in regards to understanding somebody, um, regarding, um, apologizing words matter. Words definitely matter. So if you're doing something and there's a misunderstanding, apologizing is a big deal. It's, I mean, it's, it's an essential part of communication and relationships. And I just find it, you know, I just, I just find, feel like a lot of things and, that, and it's not, this is not just romantic relationships. Communication is a big part in friendships, all types of business relationships, all types of relationships. But I'm specifically talking about communication in uh, romantic relationships in regards to the Meg Tory situation. But essentially though, if you are not comfortable communicating with your partner, you are not, y'all are not going to get very far. It's just not going to happen. It's not. And I haven't always been the best communicator in situations. Um, yeah, I just, I just haven't. That's just, that's just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the reason, the rhyme or reason behind that is, but that's just how it is. But I'm also acknowledged that I'm a work in progress in that area. So, um, yeah, man, it's, I mean, it, but, but at the end of the day, like I said, communication with your partner, being on the same page as your partner is essential to any relationship that is going to have any sustainability. If you want something to last, you have got to be able to communicate with your partner, whether it's uh, physical needs, mental needs, emotional needs, uh, you know what I mean? Just, just the things that, you know, what your love language is, just the things that you need in order to be the best version of yourself in that situation. Because if you're not going to do that, then you might as well be by yourself. You ain't got to talk to nobody. You ain't got to answer nobody. You don't really have to deal with anything. You're just fine. So if that's not something that if you're not willing to communicate with your partner to a certain extent, to an adult level of communication, now, not, I don't say, I, I, I say adult level because you can also communicate and, and not be understandable to your partner. Um, they might not be in the same mind frame that you're in. Um, so there could be different levels of communication. But if you are not ready to communicate with your partner on an adult level, then you need to be by yourself. That's just the bottom line. You need to stay by yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong with that. 
being by yourself is a good thing. And being by yourself, not only is it a good thing, it also allows you to further understand yourself and what needs and wants you have to be the best version of you. So there are benefits to being by yourself. You do not always have to be with somebody. But if you are going to be with that somebody, the communication has got to be has got to be 100% on point. It has to be. <clears throat> now, I will say this too. This is a, and this is and this is probably something that um may get overlooked in regards to communication. Silent communication is a form of communication. Because for the most part, you are going to be around somebody now with these smartphones and, and, you know, all types of shows on TV and stuff like that. Can you be with that person and be silent? That is a form of communication. I know it's going to get overlooked. This might go over some people's heads. It might. But that is also a form of communication. Knowing when to not irritate, aggravate your partner is a form of communication. Now, of course, they may also communicate to you that you are being irritating or aggravating, but they might not always feel like doing that. So sometimes you might have to get the silent communication hint that says, you know what, it's time to chill for a little bit. So that is also a form of communication but that though yeah but that that those are the main things i got to say about communication and relationships it's essential you know what i mean I, I, for me it's probably got to be the most important thing uh there are there are some other you know things that are very important trust loyalty um physicality affection um understanding those things are all yeah those things are all definitely very high up on the list uh trust and loyalty definitely very very high on the list might be 1a 1b with communication some people would say so i mean you know that that's yeah that's just where we at man (laughs) that's where we at and that right there is my ted talk on communication and relationships man Yes, and I will give you some more, but that's all I got, man. That's my TED Talk on communication and relationships. And we actually have some updated news that we are going to get into regarding Tory Lanez. I have a lot of thoughts, and I'm not and I'm not too happy right now. I'm not too happy. But before we get into that, let's get into this no-no of the week. And this no-no of the week is going to the cops, I guess, NYPD. And I got nothing against the NYPD. I don't. But why are you arresting Cass Why Why are you arresting Cass 
for for giving back to the community. So this this no no is not necessarily going to the NYPD. Let me take that back. This is not going to the NYPD. This is just going to um anyone that 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 wanted him to get in trouble for giving back. Now I understand that uh there are procedures and protocols to trying to do what he was trying to do, which was have a, a, a huge giveaway um, in Union Square in New York City. And it did, you know, some people did get injured. Um, some people did get arrested. <clears throat> but that was not his intentions. That was not his intentions. Because, you know, you, you know, they kind of got like a soundbite going around where he wants to make sure everybody's safe that's going on. Now, Cassina is one of the bigger... Uh, YouTubers, bigger social media influencers, um, 4 million followers, YouTube, 5, on, 5 million on Instagram, 6.5 on Twitch. I mean, he's a very big deal. Now, if he doesn't post a giveaway and he's giving away $100 gift cards, yeah, people are going to show up. Now, I do understand that you need permits for things of that nature. But this is this is something that, I mean, Cassina, he's got to be, what is he, 21, 22 years old, something like that? Him not understanding or not knowing that he needs a permit to have that type of gathering um, so he doesn't get charged with inciting a riot or unlawful assembly is, a, is an innocent mistake by him. So yeah, no. So this no no is going to the DA. The DA is the one that charged them, not the NYPD. This is going to the DA. This no no is going to them. It's entirely possible that he didn't know, and and yes, he's responsible for that. Yes, his team is responsible for that. But is that is that a an arrestable offense? Is it? Now, if I can understand, if he did not, um, kind of state prior to going there that he was not going to do anything unless it was safe, then that's a different story. But he obviously was worried about his fans, his supporters, and wanted to make sure everything went off without a hitch. And unfortunately, it didn't. I mean, he didn't expect that many people to show up. I don't know why he didn't, but he didn't. And I just, you know what I mean? I just, I just feel like he didn't really do anything illegal to the point where he should have been arrested and taken away in handcuffs to the point where, you know, he now, he now has a case basically. He's not, he, this is now a case he's going to have to go to court for. He's going to pay lawyer fees for. I think in an instance like that, you kind of got to let somebody go on that just for either lack of knowledge, um, unintentionally, not knowing so you know maybe being ignorant to the fact of how many people he you know was going to show up you're not supposed to get in trouble for giving back to the community you're not supposed to you're not that's like saying i'm gonna have a turkey giveaway and too many people show up and i'm gonna get in trouble you're not supposed to get in trouble for that and i'm i'm you know i'm i'm not a fan of it i'm i'm not i like casting that uh i know i've told i've spoken about him before you know, 
probably in previous episodes about things that he does. You know, he bought his mom a house when he first got on, things of that nature. He seems like a very stand-up individual. And I know that him, you know, did not intentionally want to incite a riot or intentionally cause any mayhem by having a giveaway. And I think having to go to a jail cell for even if it's an hour, a couple hours of holding cell is not okay to me when you're trying to get back to the community. So for that reason right there, this no-no is going to the DA that decided to charge Kastanat with uh, inciting a riot, unlawful assembly, all for trying to give back to the community. I can't go for it, man. This no-no is for you. This no note is for you to the DA. Yeah, we don't like it, man. We don't like it. Free cats in that. I mean, I know he's out, but still free him anyway. Free him till it's backwards. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so let's let's kind of get back. Okay, so this is kind of a continuation episode that I've kind of broken up. And since we I earlier spoke about Tory Lanes and him being sentenced. He is, oh, my hair is looking all right right now. Um, The sentence has officially came down. Tory Lanez is going to jail for 10 years. 10 years. Yes, you heard that correctly. 10 years. Now, I, for one, believe that is extremely excessive. Extremely. Like, to the point where, like, I, I, I was shocked. When I seen it was 10 years. I think he got hosed. And and usually there are sentences. You might get a 5 to 10, 8 to 10, 10 to 12, you know, et cetera, 1 to 2, 2 to 4. You know, usually those sentences have a bottom number and a top number. I didn't see that with Tori. It just said 10 years. and. The prosecutors were pushing for 13, in which they said he would do 85% of the 13. So I'm not sure if that 85% number is still attached to the 10 years, which would mean he'd do but, what, eight years, eight and a half? That's ridiculous to me. I'm sorry. And I don't want, look, I love black women. I support black women. I have nothing against Meg, nothing against her at all. And I feel like this is where, this is where we're kind of in a, in a tough situation in regards to commenting on this matter. You don't want to look like you don't believe Meg. You don't want to look like you don't support black women, but you also don't want to throw a black man under the bus. And with all the circumstantial evidence, all the question marks surrounding what happened, all the uh, initial statements that were incorrect in regards to bullet fragments, glass, Meg stating she stepped on glass to then saying Tory shot her um, to Kelsey wanting to plead the fifth. Why are you wanting to plead the fifth? You don't want to get in trouble for telling the truth. Like that's like that's one of the like bigger things of this whole case. Why does she want to plead the fifth? She wants immunity because she doesn't want because if she tells the truth, she knows she's going to get in trouble. That's a problem. <laughs> And I think with all the question marks surrounding the case, 10 years is extremely excessive. 
I don't like it. Not one bit. And I'm really speechless, man. I'm I'm really speechless. I mean, the fact that Tory Lanez, who's already been in jail for probably about, what, eight months, give or take, is going to be locked up for 10 years over something that I'm not going to say he didn't do it, but the evidence does not really prove that he did it. It's beyond me. It is. As I stated before, the, the accomplice to the George Floyd murder got four and a half years. He got four years, nine months. And that was to, you know, accomplice of a murder. Tory Lanez allegedly did or did not shoot at Meg Thee Stallion. I mean, based on her x-rays from her foot and, you know, what injuries she had, it did not look like she got literally shot in the foot. Now, some fragments may have hit her foot. That's always a possibility. But in regards to her having a bullet hole in her foot, she didn't have one. For him to get 10 years for that is crazy. Extremely crazy. And I just... Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I just don't know. Yeah, I just I just don't know, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't know, man. Like it's not funny to laugh at, but I mean, it, but it's comical that they have given this man ten years for something that they don't really know what really happened. All three of them, man, and especially Kelsey, she's the one that she's really the one that I'm having a problem with her sitting back and letting this happen. If if what really happened that the eyewitness said happened, which was he saw two girls fighting violently, in which he said he's seen two people struggling over a gun, and then the gun going off in the air, that seems like Tori was trying to get the gun off her. And as he was trying to get it off, they were, you know, tussling over the gun. He was letting shots off. I'm having a problem with 10 years. I'm having a very strong problem with 10 years. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of the update, man. That's the update on Tory Lanez, man. Uh, 10 years. 10, 10 years. And I, I just think it's a hurt piece, man. It, it's definitely a hurt piece. Um... Man, it's definitely a hurt piece. Uh, let's transition out of that. I don't want to say the episode out a little bit. I just, I kind of want to transition to something else that I really do want to talk about that I'm having a hard time um, not understanding. So there was a there was a uh, a house in, I believe it was Alaska. Okay, and. There was a glacier that melted, and when the glacier melted, it created a uh, <clears throat> it created a I guess just a whole bunch of water, obviously, you know what I mean. And it started a flood, and it was in Juniau, Alaska. That's where it was at, Juniau, Alaska. And the house 
definitely just disappeared into the water. Like it was kind of crazy. It was a very big house. A two-story home fell into the swollen Mendenhall River near Junia, Alaska. Officials say a glacier break caused the waters to rise and the situation remains highly unstable. Now, if you see the video, I mean, you see the whole house just disappear. Thank God there was nobody in the house because I've never seen a house just collapse like that in my life. Um, And it got me to thinking like, dang, you know what? I hope they got homeowner's insurance. I hope they got some, you know, hope they got car insurance in case they had a car in the garage, uh, anything like that. And as of, what, as of yesterday, uh, Junior Alaska issues a local declaration of emergency following the weekend flooding. So this is like, I mean, this is an ongoing thing right now. And, you know, if they have homeowner's insurance, if they have car insurance, both things that are definitely needed in case, you know, anything happens. I often wonder, in regards to insurance, is it going to cover everything? And my answer to that is that it better cover everything. Because if it doesn't, that's a problem to me. For the most part, insurance is is, is essential for you know, homes, uh, insurance is essential for cars, um, planes, boats, you know, all things of that nature, anything that can really get messed up. But when you are responsible, when you are, I don't want to say responsible because that's, that's, I don't want to say people are irresponsible. So not, I don't want to say responsible. When you, when you care about the things that you have, let me just say that when you appreciate and value the things that you have, you're going to take good care of them. With that being said, the chances of something happening to those things are pretty slim. You know, it's going to take something outrageous to happen. I mean, just things of that nature. Um, so that I say all that to say this. I'm not sure how long they had this house. I'm not sure, uh, you know what you know what's going on with this glacier and 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 how long it, you know it's been around and whatnot, what forth. But let's just say they had that house for 10 years. They've paid homeowner insurance on that house monthly for 10 years straight. Let's just give it a roundabout estimate of, let's just say, $500 a month times 12 is what? Zero sixty, $6,000 a year times 10 years would be 60,000. Is that correct? No, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, I guess that, I guess that would be right. Yeah, 10 times 6 is 60. Yeah, I guess that would be right. Um and that's all money, you know what I mean, that you pay to insurance every month to make sure just in case something happens. Now, my problem is this. Now, of course, we we're dealing with a extreme circumstance in which the you know this glacier melted and went to the river and caused the house to collapse let's just say the house doesn't collapse they're still paying the insurance they go another 10 years now we're looking at one hundred twenty thousand dollars of insurance being paid why is it that insurance companies don't kick back any money to you why is that 
Like if I pay insurance for so long and I don't have any incidents, zero, you can't give me back a payment, like a one like a one month payment or something, or or, or maybe skip a month or I, I might not have to pay for like a month or two or something to that effect. Like I don't see that anywhere being offered. I think Allstate had something like that when they had to do my man with the deep voice or whatever. They might have had some sort of uh driver's protection program or something to that effect but that's the only people i've ever seen do that and i don't have all state i have geico car insurance that i pay on a monthly basis that is very expensive and i haven't gotten an accident i don't think ever so i've never really used the insurance but do you think geico would would you know say to me uh you know what you've been a loyal customer for you know what i mean 10 plus years you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay insurance this month. Or matter of fact, we're actually going to issue you a, an insurance check of one month. You could do whatever you please for it. I don't see Allstate doing that. I don't see. Uh, I don't know any other insurance people, but homeowners insurance, boat insurance. I don't see anybody doing that. And to me, I feel like that's a problem. I don't know why, but I, I, I have a. It just doesn't sit right with me. Now, granted. If you, you know, have insurance for two, three years and nothing's happened, all right, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like a decade plus, eight eight years and up of no incidents. None. You just paying insurance on a monthly basis for eight years straight. Somewhere along the line, something got to give, man. Something has to give. Insurance companies should be able to kick you back something, dividend. I don't know what it is. Offer you a offer you some stock, something, I don't know, something, there should be some sort of kickback to the customer that is loyal, that is not bounced around the different insurance companies, that has stayed with you and your company, even though they haven't had any incidents, and you can't kick them back a dime, nothing? I don't know, man. I just found a, I found a problem with that, man. Because then when you do have an incident, you pay. You still have to pay a deductible. You pay five hundred thousand dollars, two fifty, whatever the du- deductible is, for them to take care of whatever they take care of. And that's on top of you already paying your monthly payments for months in a row. I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. Somewhere along the line, it just does not sit right with me. I feel like there should be some sort of, um, I don't know, man. There should be something. There should be some sort of protection some sort of payback plan, some payment plan or something to customers that have been loyal, that have not went anywhere. And I just don't, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just having a problem. I'm having a hard time with insurance and them just, you know, just not doing anything for, for loyal customers, man. I don't know, man. I, I, I seen my house collapse and I immediately thought, felt bad for the people whose house it was. And the first thing I thought of was like, bag, man, I hope they got homeowner's insurance. And if they do get homeowner's insurance, I hope they ain't got to pay nothing out of pocket to get their house back. Cause that would be the worst possible thing. Like you don't have any money. You just lost your whole house, everything in it. You don't have any money to dish out. You've been paying insurance for 10 plus years. That should cover everything. 
Now, I don't know how much homeowner's insurance is. My, you know, my $500, $600, whatever it was, I said, is an estimate. But regardless, that does not change the fact that you just lost your house. You have absolutely nothing. Insurance. I've been paying y'all for I don't know how long. Can you take care of my house and take care of me so I don't have to kick out any dollars? That's it. That's all I'm at. That's all, man. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, yeah, man. I just I had to vent real fast about that. I had to vent real fast. Prayers out to everybody that was involved in that uh, house collapsing in Juneau, Alaska. Um, hopefully, like I said, hopefully everybody was safe. Glad nobody was in the house. Uh, hopefully, your insurance takes care of everything, and you don't have to come out of pocket for anything. That's just, that's just what I'm hoping for. That's just my hope right there. That's just my hope. Uh, okay, let's transition out of that. We're going to pivot into um, a little bit of sports talk. And um, we had, so we did have a, we did have a football game. Um, didn't really you know, watch too much of it. The Hall of Fame game, Browns versus Jets. Browns, I believe, won the game. Um, none of the big, the big dogs played. Uh, Steelers, we have a preseason game this Friday. Not sure who it's against, but we are playing this Friday. I, I don't believe we can afford to sit Kenny and the starters first game. I don't think we can do that. I don't think we can do what the, what the Jets and the Browns did by having Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers not play. I don't think we're at a position that we need to be doing that. We need Kenny to get as many reps as possible with the first-team offense and get some chemistry, get some rhythm. Even if it's one or two series, they need to play. That's my thinking. Uh, but yeah, we're gearing up, man. I think we're officially what one month away from NFL start of NFL season. And of course, you know we always, you know, I always got to get into some sort of um, some sort of. Oh, somebody just hit the mega ball. One point five eight million in in Florida. Ain't that about a blip? I paid the mega. I played the mega ball too. Mega millions. One point five five billion dollars. It was worth. I played it. I had two numbers. That's all I had. I ain't had a mega ball. But it looks like somebody in Florida might have hit. That's crazy. I was hoping I had to go to work tomorrow, but unfortunately I do. Um. Yeah. So we're officially one month away from NFL season, and. Hard Knocks just started. They're doing it on the Jets. And I'm thinking about what's going on in the red zone. I was thinking about when I was at Steelers training camp and seven shots and, and them doing their thing. And it was all about red zone opportunities. And I came up with my top five list of go-to combos in the NFL. My top five list of go-to combinations combos in the NFL. Now, of course, the go-to combo could be running back, quarterback, it can be quarterback, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end. Ultimately, it's about what combo do you trust the most, the most when it's fourth and goal from the 10, fourth and goal from the five. Which combo do you trust the most? Okay. So, and I'm not really breaking down those stats with this right here. I'm just kind of running off, off the eye test and who I like and who I think are the best combos in the league. All right, coming in at number five, and this is always this is always a bad pick. It's always a bad pick. I got Kenny Pickett and Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, he did not get in the end zone last year. That was an aberration. 
he will get in zone a lot of times this year. Ultimately, he creates the most separation in the league. Uh, he doesn't really drop passes like that. At least stat-wise, he doesn't. Um, Steeler fans think he dropped a lot more passes than what his stats actually say. But I feel like they're going to be a good combination this year. That's just, that's just my thought. My thought is that Kenny's in year two. His chemistry with Deontay should be going up. Um, ben had great comp, you know, great, great chemistry with Deontay prior to retiring. And I think that Kenny is going to find that same chemistry with Deontay Johnson this year. Of course, a lot of people wanted to be George Pickens. I'm of the ilk that Pickens is, is a freak of nature, but he is not the complete receiver that Deontay Johnson is. Not yet. Not yet. I think Deontay's a little bit more dependable. Uh, I believe Deontay can run a lot more routes on the route tree than George Pickens can. And for that reason, I have him, I have Deontay instead of George Pickens for this combo. <clears throat> so that's that's my coming in at five bias pick. Okay. Now coming in at my you know real number five is Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham. I don't want these two to get overlooked. You have a former league MVP in Lamar Jackson. You have a former top, what, three receiver in the league in Odell Beckham prior to injuries and, you know, trades and this, that, and the third. The last time we saw Odell Beckham, he looked very good prior to getting hurt. He looked like the old Odell. He's now getting the ball thrown to him from Lamar Jackson, who, last I checked, uh, can sling that football and can also create a lot of time to throw that football. You Look, you're not watching Odell Beckham Jr. for no more than one second. You give him two, three, four seconds, he's getting open. That's an automatic. You don't even have to worry about that. He's definitely getting open. So that makes the, this combination very, very dangerous. Uh, Odell can run any route in the route tree. His hands are immaculate. Um, and I got them coming in at number five, man. I got them coming in at number five. Coming in at number four, I got Tua and Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't think this needs to be really further explained. Tyreek Hill is the most feared receiver in the NFL in regards to defenses having a game plan for him. He cannot be watched one-on-one. Uh, I mean, well, he can be, but you're going you're gonna to get burnt. He's too fast. He's too, you know, twitchy, uh, too quick cuts in and out of breaks. There's just no way. I mean, he's just, he's a very tough cover. Uh, Tua, with his accuracy, he's not bad. You know, does he, can he throw the deep ball as good as other, other quarterbacks? No, he can't. But if it's fourth and 10, fourth and five, I, I don't mind having them. I don't mind having them. Tua to Hill, and that's his scenario. Is going to be a, a force to deal with. So I got them coming in at number four. Coming in at number three, I have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen, kind of in the ilk of Lamar Jackson in regards to extending plays. Uh, Stephon Diggs has always been a top, what, top 10 receiver in the league as long as he's been in the league. So I got no questions or issues about him and what he can do on the football field. And in that type of situation, fourth and goal, he's going to get the pay dirt. 
I'd say about 90% of the time, he's going to get the pay dirt. Josh Allen can make every throw in the book from every angle in the book, similar to Patty Mahomes. I mean, of course, we've seen them two go at it before. And I just, yeah, I got them coming in at number three. I think Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, that combination, that combo is deadly. Now, there's there seems to be a little bit of trouble in paradise uh, between those two. Josh Allen appears to kind of be wanting to sweep it under the rug. Stephon Diggs, not so much. Um, we'll see what happens in training camp. Moving forward, I haven't heard anything out of Buffalo recently about those two in regards to Diggs not showing up or not playing hard and them having any sort of animosity. So um, as of right now, I'll say all is well. The marriage appears to still be okay. Uh, we'll see moving forward. Uh, coming in at number two, I have Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Need I say more, the LSU combination. Um, the chemistry has been there. Uh, they've been the one Super Bowl. Um, you obviously know what Joe Burrow brings to the table in regards to just being cerebral, um, just being a dog, and just being a big-time gamer. Um, you know what he can do. So, Jamar Chase, man, one of the toughest covers in the league. What he can do on that outside at the receiver position, not many can do. At his size, he can still go up and get the ball. He can high point the ball. He can get in and out of breaks very fast and very fluidly. And for the most part, if the ball is anywhere near his catch radius, he's hauling it in. So if you got him fourth and goal, fourth and five uh, from the goal line, I like my chances 95% of the time, those two are going to get in the end zone. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase are going to get in. I have no I have no doubts about that. So um Yeah, Cincinnati's a force to be reckoned with. Now now Cincinnati does there is a, a caveat that Cincinnati does have two other good very good receivers in T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd that does not allow you to double team chase as much as you want to, but leaving him one on one is a problem. So you gotta pick your poison. That's what makes Cincy a very tough team. So, but yeah, but as far as, you know, combinations, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, definitely number two on this list. They would be number one if it weren't for who who I have at number one, which is Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. We've seen a number of plays that those two have made backyard football plays in crucial times. And they have worked. There's not a better duo or combination than these two. Not with the game on the line, not in the red zone. There's something about the chemistry that they have. It's something about the trust that Mahomes has in Kelsey. Um, something about, you know, Kelsey being able to run every route, use his big body to box out players, box out defenders to catch balls and make combat catches. That makes him just a tough guard. He's not the fastest. He's not the, you know, the best route runner, but he knows how to get open, and that's all that really matters. And Mahomes know how to deliver the ball on time, on target, whenever they need to. You can know that the ball is going to Travis Kelsey, and he's still going to get it and go for six. 
that's the type of problems that Travis Kelsey is causing. That is the type of problems that Mahomes, who can make every throw in the book from every angle in the book, even with either hand, left hand or right hand, which nobody else can do that nobody else we've ever seen do before. That's what Patty brings to the table. As far as combinations, it doesn't get any better than those two. So that is my top five list of NFL combos. And, of course, I got my homer pick, Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, 5A. Um, Coming in at number five, Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr. Coming in at number four, uh, Tua and Tyreek Hill of the Dolphins. Coming in at number three, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs of the Buffalo Bills. Coming in at number two, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. And coming in at number one, the defending Super Bowl champions, Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, who also won the match, the golf play. They can all, they can even play golf together. That's how good their chemistry is. They can do it all. Uh, I got them coming in at number one. And, of course, yeah, you know, Justin Jefferson, if he had a better quarterback, he would definitely be on this list. Devontae Adams, if he had a better quarterback, he would definitely be on this list. But until I see what that looks like, Oh, I know what it looks like with Kirk Cousins, but he just doesn't do it for me. Until I see what Jimmy Garoppolo and Devontae Adams looks like, I can't put Devontae Adams on this list. So I see what Ryan Tannehill and um, De- and uh, DeAndre Hobson look like, I can't put him on this list. So I see what Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley look like, I can't put him on this list. So there is there, and I do, and, and I do, I do want to show some love to Geno Smith and DK Metcalf. But DK Metcalf still, his hands are still a little suspect to me, to be on this list. But they're making ways, though. They're definitely making ways. Uh, speaking of um, freaks of nature, like DK Metcalf, Anthony Richardson, I've heard nothing but good things out of Indianapolis Colts, you know, camp about Anthony Richardson. Um, his size, he's bigger. He's as big as Derrick Henry. Runs the forty in a four-three-four-four. Can throw the ball. You know, on a on a string, uh, sixty plus yards on target on time. He's also very fast. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about Anthony Richardson. I'm excited to actually watch him play. I thought that he was the sleeper of the quarterbacks in this draft. Of course, you know Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, uh, Levis. I mean, those dudes definitely were overhyped. But I always thought Anthony Richardson was the pick. And from what I'm hearing out of Indianapolis Colts camp, they made the right decision. So I'm actually extremely excited to watch him play. Uh, I will definitely be tapped in and tuned in. It's their first preseason game just to see what type of – I mean, we know what he did at Florida. You know, we know what he did. We've seen him do some special things in Florida. Do those things translate to the league? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. So I'm – Extremely excited to watch him. Um, what else do we got? We can make close this episode out too. Uh, what else do we got? Clarissa Shields. She's challenged Keith Thurman to a fight. Look, Clarissa, Clarissa Shields, the quote, greatest woman of all time. I respect what you're doing, baby girl. I respect it a hundred percent. But I do not want to see you get in the ring with no man. And yes, I know after this happened, you know, everybody said they want, you know, they don't want to see this. You posted your videos of sparring with men and you were hurting them. 
that's sparring. This is a, I mean, well, ultimately, I don't think Keith Thurman is going to box box you, so it'll be an exhibition, so it will be kind of like sparring, but I'm not here for it. I'm not. So, I got nothing but respect for Carissa Shields, but you cannot get in there and box no man. You can't. He's going to have to go easy on you, and if he does that, that's opening him up for getting hurt. And I, you know what I mean? I just don't want to see it. I just don't want to see it, man. But I respect you. I respect you, Clarissa Shields. I respect you for sure for stepping up thinking you could do that. But I'm not here for it. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, especially you. I don't want to see the man get hurt. He taking it easy. He mess around and slip, messes, messes knee up. Or I mean, anything can happen. I don't know. I, I just, I'm just not here for it. I'm just not here for it. Uh, shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, they did lose in the round of 16. Um, for them, that's a rarity. They're usually more dominant than that. Not actually exactly sure what happened, but I heard that their offense was not that good in this World Cup. Um, I unfortunately did not see any games, and I've always been a avid supporter of the Women's National Team. And I don't know why I didn't see any games. So I'm upset at myself for that. Um... That may be all we got sports-wise, man. That That's pretty much all we got. We're going to close this out of here, man, and, and kind of get get rolling. And, yeah, that's it, man. That's all we got, man. You got it, man. Episode 80, Milestone episode. Um, a lot going on in this episode. Um, that communication thing about relationships is definitely, definitely tap into that. Uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about, too, in relationships is going to be your partner – versus work who comes first and when i when i break this down y'all gonna be a little bit surprised when i break this down y'all gonna be a little bit surprised but that's it man we out of here man you got it episode 80 gia hasta la vista river dirty gia but really really one of my favorites though right now and they going crazy over that boat incident too man so they you know there's there's free legal uh free legal counsel for everybody involved at least uh, at least all the black people that are involved uh tapping the you know the hood whisper tesson figaro she got all the information on the legal counsel make sure everybody that's involved in that boat incident maybe make sure y'all get up with her you don't want y'all paying for no court no lawyer fees for defending episode 80 milestone buddy love it and we're gonna talk about that one day too We out of here, Jeff.